G'day friends, welcome back. I'm doing something a little bit different today. Uh, you'll know because you clicked on the video, you would have seen the title that I'm doing a review for the power of the dog. Um, that is what you've clicked on, that is what's happening, but I'm going to do a spoiler-free review, which is not something I've ever tried before. It's not something I've ever needed to do because, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not that kind of podcaster, um, but I thought I'd just give it a go just for the for the challenge because, you know, it, it's very easy to just talk about a movie without having to filter yourself at all. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought I'd just give it a go for this one just to see how I go and see if you guys like it and to give you the option to listen to the podcast without having seen the movie. All right. So uh, yeah, this is my spoiler-free review of The Power of the Dog. Let's get into it. So The Power of the Dog is a new uh, Netflix-produced film uh, directed by Jane Campion. This is her first movie in 12 years, I think. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's a New Zealand director. And though this movie is set in Montana, it was filmed in New Zealand. Um, and they did a really, really good job of making it look like Montana. The movie stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Smith-McPhee. Um, and it is a uh, psychological Western drama, is what I would call it. Um, it's a it's an interesting movie. It's interesting. It's very good. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, but I respect it technically and I was not bored at all at any point in the movie a lot of people are well it's being reviewed very interestingly this movie so critically it can't get enough praise the, the critics are raving about this movie this is like a film buffs movie right this is like the the cinema technician kind of film right um, general audiences, I think, are going to be put off by it because it's slow. It's very slow. Um, it's it's not so slow that I found it boring. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's I thought it actually could have benefited from having been longer. I wouldn't have minded an extra ten or fifteen minutes to get a little bit more because the the ending I, I really enjoyed the ending it it wasn't what I expected but I don't think it felt earned is all I'll say about that so despite it being quite slow it's a very very slow burn you gotta well, the movie's only just over two hours long it isn't super long to begin with I think if it had been 215 
I think they could have done, they could have done a little bit more uh, groundwork to make the end a much more rewarding payoff if you'd been paying attention. That's just what I think. Um, it is based on a book. I don't know if the book doesn't give a whole lot of indication as of how the ending is going to go, um, and they wanted to faithfully adapt that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought... I thought, yeah, it could have definitely benefited from just doing a little bit more. I don't, it didn't have to squeeze in more stuff and sacrifice a lot of the, you know, the drawn out close ups and, and, and what have you. I liked all of that. Um, a lot of people are saying it could have been shorter. Like that with the reviews that I've been looking at, um, saying it goes on for too long. A two hour movie now is probably below average runtime, <laughs> honestly. Um, See, so yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, at the very least, it could have been a touch longer and they could have just put a bit more in. That's that's what I think about that. Um, I'm going to talk about the performances. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is, this is exactly the kind of stuff I like to see him do. He's really good in, you know, your, your Sherlock Holmes and your Doctor Strange, those kind of things, but... He's he's a really really good actor, and in in this he gets to do so much without words. So his character it's it's set in nineteen twenty five Montana. Um, it it is it's a western effectively. The the characters are all living on this ranch. Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons play brothers. Jesse Plemons marries Kirsten Dunst's character. They're engaged in real life they've done a few things now where they play a couple which is cute i like them together a lot um and then cody smith mcphee is kirsten dunce's son from a previous relationship um but yeah benedict cumberbatch is this very tough very yeah uh, he's he's you know he's a stereotypical cowboy right um bit misogynistic bit of a bully um, likes to stay dirty for some reason, and he is an absolutely fascinating character. He he is the one probably that I would have liked to have got a little bit more on. So we learn about you know a little bit about his past. There's a lot of scenes with him by himself, just going about his day, doing things privately that are absolute, that they're really fascinating, like very thought provoking. Um, you sort of like, he's, he goes off and does these things just to occupy his day. And like, Oh, why is he doing this? You know, what's this, you know, what secrets does he have? And you learn more things about him and it, and it makes scenes later in the film incredibly tense. It's, it's really, really great what he's done with this character and what, Campion has done with the character. He's a brilliant. He's 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 basically an antagonist. Like he is the baddie, but there's a lot more to him than what we get in the first half of the film. You learn a lot about him in the second half, um, which I really really enjoyed. Kirsten Dunst is the other one who I think is this. This is. I mean, I haven't seen everything she's ever done, but this is the strongest performance I've ever seen from her. Um, 
she is absolutely haunted and tormented by Cumberbatch's character. And um, she develops alcoholism and has all these other issues with anxiety and stress and all these other things. And she does it really, really well. There's a lot of really, really tense scenes with her um, but when they're entertaining guests and all these other things. She, she's absolutely brilliant. She's really great. One scene I'm going to mention, this doesn't really spoil anything, but there's a scene with her playing the piano and Cumberbatch playing the banjo at the same time that is just, oh, it's so great. It's really, really good. And their relationship, the two of them, so she's married to his brother, but the relationship between the two of them is the whole movie. It's what the whole story is really built around, and I enjoy it greatly. It's really, really, it's really intense, actually. Like what the two of them, not what the two of them, what what she goes through. Um, and yeah, I think she's really great. I believe it was originally going to be Elizabeth Moss who is going to play the character. Because you look at the like you look at the cast list and you see her name there. She's not in the movie at all. Um, and then, the, you know, I looked at some articles you know, saying she this is when the movie was sort of, you know, in production, saying she'd been cast. Um, so it seems like she was originally going to play this character. Um, I don't know if she could have done it because, you know, like, her, the characters she plays now, like in Handmaid's Tale, Invisible Man... She's a very, very strong female character. I'm sure she could play a much more fragile, um, damaged character, but we're so used to her in really strong roles that I don't know if it would have been as believable. Dunst is brilliant. She, she's vulnerable. She's, you know, weak at times. She doesn't really... You know, apart from when she's sort of being a mother, I think she's really, like, she's strong there as a woman. But apart from that, like, Cumberbatch really breaks her down. And Dunst does an amazing job um, portraying that. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays Cumberbatch's brother, as I've said. I love Jesse Plemons in every single thing he does. He is one of the most underrated actors going around. I love him to pieces. He he doesn't... He's very typecast. Very typecast. Um, at this stage in his career, at least. He plays... He always plays the very polite, softly spoken, mild-mannered kind of characters, right? So... His character is a complete contrast to his brother, Cumberbatch, right? So Cumberbatch is the hard, gritty, dirty, rude, abrasive cowboy. And his brother is very, uh, always very well-dressed, softly spoken, very polite, polite to women. Um, doesn't, you know, do the, the guy talk, you know, he doesn't bully people like Cumberbatch does is the complete opposite, right? Um, and, and Plemons does it so well. This is what he's so good at. And one day he's going to get a role like this that has this kind of, like, has what he's good at, you know, softly spoken, yada, yada, yada. 
but there's going to be other stuff in there where he gets to maybe be a, li- a bit more intense, a bit more animated, and he'll win an Academy Award. He's he's so good at this when he gets to be given a little bit of, you know, gets to be a bit dynamic. Like this role, you could totally see him at some point in this role just erupting over something, but he just doesn't. He doesn't, which is a bit of a shame, but he's such a good actor. He's such a good actor. Like, I don't know if this that's what his personality is in real life. You know, he's, he's gentle and kind and, you know, all these things. Maybe that's just what he's just playing himself. Maybe not. I don't know. But I, I will watch him in anything because he is a delight to watch. And watching him interact with his wife and with Cumberbatch being... Total, not totally aware, but being pretty well aware of the shit that his brother is doing and how it's tormenting his family and him being too much of a chicken shit or too, like, you know, just being too afraid of his brother or being too weak to really do anything about it um, is pretty interesting. It's pretty sad. Uh, yeah, I, I like his character a lot a lot um and then you got cody smith mcphee um he very interesting but like he doesn't have a whole lot of you know deep meaningful acting to do his his character is a young man he's going to medical school um and you know he's he's, he's been off studying and he's come home for a bit i'm, I'm assuming it's the summer i don't know or he's just back for a little bit um but the relationship that develops between him and cumberbatch so his character um although they're not related it's very much like jesse plemons character softly spoken uh not at all like your stereotypical cowboy manly sort of character very 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 skinny very uh sort of frail looking um a little bit feminine uh he has a lisp that cumberbatch makes fun of um just you know again could not be more opposite to what cumberbatch is right but they he sort of takes him under his wing to try and make more of a man of him and then their their relationship gets a lot more uh, complex. There's a scene where they share a cigarette, which is incredibly tense. And you're, because of our familiarity with sort of how some stories go, that scene where they share a cigarette, you're waiting for a certain thing to happen and it just doesn't. Um, Campion does a lot of this stuff really well. She'll sort of linger a little bit and you sort of think oh is something else going to happen here and then it just doesn't and then you're left to ponder like that's it's these these extended scenes are are uh, i think to make they're, they're meant to make you mull over what's just happened um and yeah it, the, his character cody smith mcphee's character at the end of the film is shown to be uh how do i say this he's 
he's he's been holding his cards close to his chest is what I'll say and it's uh it's a it's a great ending to the movie but that was the thing the stuff around his character which I would have loved to have been hinted at a little bit more just so that you can suspect the ending that's coming but not be sure of it I think when it, when a, an ending sort of comes seemingly comes totally from left field um it, it loses a little bit of the you know the payoff mate this movie might be more rewarding to me on a second viewing when i can watch um some of these things a lot more closely um in fact i'm certain it would be better on a second viewing now that i think about it um but i did enjoy it very much on the first viewing i will say that um, the, the score is very eerie. There's a lot of really interesting use of like just a guitar or just a banjo. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of moments where the music sort of comes into the foreground and it really like captures your attention. It's really, really good. Um, the cinematography also, oh, amazing really great so most of the film so like the ranch where most of the film takes place is in this kind of valley so it's set you know like montana cattle country but shot in new zealand but the 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 mountains on all sides really loom over everything and they create like a very claustrophobic um, uncomfortable sort of atmosphere, just like subconsciously, which is really, really nicely done. There's a lot of stuff shot uh, in the golden hour. So this is, you know, the last hour of daylight before the sun sets, um, which gives everything this beautiful sort of golden hue when they're outside. Um, it just, it just, I don't know, for some reason, just that technique really captures the era um, in the location, I don't know why. Um, and a lot of the shot, a lot of the scenes inside, shot from very, in like um, severe angles. A lot of them very dark. Um, a lot of, like I mentioned before, extended close-ups. Uh, it, it's it's brilliantly shot and directed. Absolutely, masterfully done. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I think, um, what will draw a lot of people to this movie are the performances, especially Cumberbatch and Dunst, but yeah, Cumberbatch just pulling off this brilliantly vile, frail masculinity, um, being this awful bully to the other three main characters with such unsettling ease honestly it's it's really really great what he does um the the whole meaning of the film is very much up for interpretation I don't, I, like after i finished watching it i couldn't quite put my finger on what the whole meaning of the story was like when people write a story for film for a book for a play whatever there's a meaning behind it there's something they're trying to get across an idea um you know something 
but like I couldn't quite figure out what it was for this film. And, you know, I've got a few ideas of what I think it could be. I had a conversation with my girlfriend. We watched it together. Um, and she had some thoughts that made sense to me, but yeah, I just thought it wasn't obvious enough just because of, you know, despite the very, uh, drawn out sort of way of telling the story, um, walking right on that line of being tedious at times, but not quite going over it. Despite that, it was, it was not, at least for me as a, you know, as a viewer, as a consumer conveyed well enough what Campion was going for. Um, but that being said, it's still very, very good. The, the reason I'm reviewing it, I wasn't going to review it at all, but um, the Golden Globe nominations came out today. I'm not going to release the podcast today. I'm going to release it probably later in the week or maybe next week. Um, so you go, the Golden Globe nominations didn't come out today. They came out last week. Um, that's So don't be confused by that. Um, and this film did get a few, few for acting, a few for the, you know, filmmaking side, um, which it definitely deserves. One thing I will say, The Last Duel, biggest snub I've ever seen in my life. I can't imagine it'll be snubbed uh, at the Academy Awards uh, or at the, you know, Screen Actors Guild and, and all the other you know, sort of ones like that. But... Yeah, honestly, I could not believe it did not get a single nomination. I just thought I'd throw that in there while I was mentioning the Golden Globes. If you if you haven't seen The Last Jewel yet, it's now up on Disney+, Plus, so you can go check it out. Uh, but yeah, the, the Power of the Dog, it, I think, is really, really close to being, like, one of those great period pieces. It just loses its way a little bit in being a little bit too sort of uh, pretentious. Pretentious is probably too harsh a word. Take take pretentious and just dial it down by 50%, but that's kind of if its issue. It's trying to be too much of a film buffs kind of movie with all like these technically brilliant things that she's doing. Um the story gets a little bit lost, which is unfortunate because there's great performances. There's great stuff being done behind the camera and the movie is entertaining. I was not, like I said, I wasn't bored at any point, but people are going to be bored by this movie. They're going to be expecting, I don't know what they're going to be expecting. I don't know what I expected going into this. Um, but uh, yes, as I say, the, the only aspect in which the film suffers is just it's sort of it's not the pacing but it's the it's use of time is what i'll go with i think yeah how it uses its time um but yeah that'll do for this one guys so that's my first ever spoiler free review i don't think i gave anything important away um if you've seen the film let me know what you think let me know what you thought of the ending um, if you, if you, if you want me to also do a spoiler review, let me know. Um, yeah, if, if, 
you know, you'd like me to do this moving forward for sort of big uh, film releases, you know, or movies that have, you know, very surprising or interesting stories. You want me to do a spoiler-free review and then a regular review? Let me know. I'll, I'll be happy to do that. Um, I will be going to see Spider-Man on Saturday. Um, this might, I might release this after Saturday, so... You can do your own calculations there. Um, but yeah, I am going to see it this weekend. I won't be doing a spoiler-free review for that. I will tell you that much. That I know for sure. Um, yes, so thanks so much for watching, guys. Check out this movie. Check out The Power of the Dog. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, watch it. Oh, you can. You might be able to hear Obi snoring in the background again there. Um, pay very close attention to it, is all I'm saying. Don't be disheartened by, you know, any feelings of boredom that you get. Um, th they will go away, I promise. It's it's a very good movie. Um, yeah, thanks heaps for listening. Remember to subscribe uh, to the podcast, like and review and, um, you know, comment. That's the other word I'm looking for. Uh, also, I said in my episode the other day, uh, in my Dune review that I'd been sort of easing up on how often I've been releasing podcasts just throughout December, just because once January hits, it's going to be busy. Going to have Boba Fett to review, going to have the women's football starting to review, um, plus whatever else I feel like doing. So, you know, if, if, if you're a regular listener and you're like, oh, the podcast has become a little bit infrequent, that's why. I'm just taking it easy Try not to, you know, do too much in the lead up to the busy period. And December is busy enough as it is. Everyone knows this. It's a very busy, crazy time of year. All right. I will catch you guys next time. And I hope you enjoyed the spoiler-free review. Bye.